what it is. How's it going, everybody? Today, we're going to be talking about streaming versus episodic releases. You know, the, the whole binge-worthy type of uh, releasing of all the TV shows, whether it be Netflix, HBO Max, all this, all that good stuff. We're going to talk about the pros, the cons, all those things. If you want to hear what we have to say, sit back, relax, grab a snack, grab a drink, and listen on in to The First Ones to Die. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the First Ones to Die podcast. Jerome is doing some kind of salute right here. Gang signs. No, something. I'm freshening up. I'm freshening up. You oh, know, just okay. getting the hair right. Okay. Hey, here we go. Here we go. That's how this podcast is going to be um, tonight, as you can tell. Uh, how are you both doing today on this wonderful day? Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. There's Mr. Treader, as always, just in the back view. Did you get a new uh, blanket or comforter? No, it's the comforter he sleeps. It's my blanket that I got. It's like handmade, alpaca, beautiful. He took it from me and I did not like when he first got here and I didn't have the heart to take it away from him. So I finally just stretched it out because I wanted it back. And now he's upset with me. Uh, <laughs> so I he's staring back there down stewing. the camera. He, Why he is he really staring is, he's, down the camera? Because oh he doesn't like that there. instead of folded on a pillow for him, I spread it out because I wanted my back to, background to look a little looking- nice. Looking very angry. <laughs> um, I'm doing good. I'm chilling. I, uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> there's no other, there's no updates to give. I, I don't know why I acted like there was going to be like a long lead up. <laughs> How about you, Jonathan? How you doing? Good. Same old, same old. Busy work week. We got to go to the Warner Brothers archives yesterday, which is really cool. We're seeing a whole bunch of costumes and props and artifacts from the Warner Brothers archives throughout the years. So, Was it was in the fun. water tower? <laughs> yeah, we saw the Animaniacs <laughs> as well. Dang, we, got to, we got to hang with them. It was, it was fun. I knew it. <laughs> uh, but today... We are here to talk about something that has become a a talking point in recent years, I guess you can say. Uh, Back in the day, back in the olden days, the days, not the olden (laughs) days, the days of I Love Lucy. (laughs) Way after that, too, but... (laughs) Way after that as well. (laughs) The days of Friends and... uh... Right, the Friends. We got Friends. Okay, again, way after that, streaming is not that... (laughs) It's not that no. Okay, I, you ago. you messed up my anyway. setup here. Alex and I were on the same way, same yeah. way. So back in the olden days, you know, you would sit the family down, watch television, and then it would be over, and then you would wait one whole week. You would wait an entire week to get the next episode of that television program. Mm-hmm. Nowadays. You hit the Netflix button, something drops on January 10th, you've watched the entire season of that show a mere four to five hours later. You've watched the entire series. So today we are here to discuss the difference between weekly releases versus streaming and binging. This discussion, yes, this discussion basically came up because last week we were talking about it a little bit. I forget what show or what example we had used when we were discussing it last week. Do either of you two remember? I don't think we used a show. I think we were just talking about in general because we've been all of us have been watching different shows that have different release. Actually, more to to do with the Fresh Print uh, or the Bel Air reboot. Was Um, it? Yeah, because I said. You asked if I was going to continue watching it, and I said I didn't know if it was worth the wait week after week for a new episode. Because honestly, I am one of those, I am a binging person. I do prefer that because I'm like, I like to keep going. Um, I remember the good old days when you had to wait. I used to be obsessed <laughs> with the show Charmed with the three witches, sister, with sister witches. That was my jam. I would wait every week for a new episode. And 
I ended up actually finding an online site when I was younger that had the spoilers of it. So it wasn't even like I had to wait anymore. I just read it ahead of time. So clearly I have no patience at all. So um, that was originally how we got into it. And like, I think you, Jerome, mentioned how it's... Were you on the side that it was better for the week to week almost? I think there's pros and cons to both. I think binging is is cool. And I think it's... Uh, interesting to see like tv writers kind of work around that format because you know there is no week to week i mean they still write it with like every episode has a cliffhanger because they want you to watch the next episode but in the but sense it's like that the they know you're going to less meaningful now right because they know the you're binges. immediately going to watch the next episode they're not going to do something that's like oh snap this person died like they, no because it's like unless that's like the show but otherwise it's like yeah we're not going to do that big of a cliffhanger because you're going to immediately jump into the next one and immediately jump into the next one after that and stuff like that so i think there is something um, and I think there is something nice to also that binge quality because it's it allows you to, um, you know, pace yourself your own way. Like you can watch it all today. You can watch a few episodes, then maybe take a break or go to work or whatever. Watch a few more episodes next week. Or if you want to do it an episode a week, you can do that too. You know, it allows the – it puts control in the hands of the viewer as opposed to whoever's releasing the show. On the other hand, though, uh, me personally, I do prefer episodic content, but that's only because as we've gotten more binge-worthy content, I do find myself like watching binge shows and then realizing I don't like after I binge the whole series and realizing I have immediately forgotten about ninety-eight percent of what happened in that entire season because it's not important. I had to, I just moved from one pe- one episode to the next without actually taking time to grasp anything that happened in whatever previous episode I watched past just this linear narrative. And I feel like with the episodic episodes, it's it makes it easier for me personally to retain it, to actually like understand it and uh, watch it and like have time to discuss it. And also, you know, build social aspects to it too because it's like if i'm talking to somebody else who's watching like let's say like uh mandalorian or book of boba fett which those come out week to week i have something to talk about it's like hey you watched that new episode of mandalorian yeah hey let's talk about it and we yeah, can have but, like a full-on discussion but with episodic you also leave yourself open to spoilers because that happened to me <laughs> my i'm still so angry about this <laughs> i was watching the righteous gemstones it's a show on hbo they do episodic episodes i fell in love with that show thought it was funny kind of helping with the religious trauma i have showed it to my sister she was enjoying it too i fell back a couple episodes which was fine and we were trying to talk tra- talk about it like oh how far did you get mentioned kind of a part i was at and she's like oh you mean where the guy gets shot and i was like trying to just get a popsicle from her freezer and i ended up slamming that freezer door closed i was like (laughs) what did you just say to me the whole rest of the time i was over i was just fuming at her so like with episodic you do leave yourself open to such big spoilers if you like miss an episode or two because people are so excited because it was like you just got out I feel like with binging, it's the same thing, though, because it's like the whole show's out. So it's not like anyone's going to feel bad about putting on Twitter, Instagram, whatever spoilers for the show because they're like, oh, well, if you wanted to watch it, you would have been watching by now. I watched it in a day so you can watch it in a day is their mindset on it. So, Jerome, earlier you mentioned about how if you watch a show, you binge it, then immediately you'll forget about it. And this was something that we had talked about. Mm-hmm. Last week as well, and I brought up the sense that now shows that are meant to be consumed via binging, they get all of this hype. Say a show is released in September, <laughs> September 1st, let's say, for the whole month mm-hmm. of September. Uh, the show is just uh, being talked about all the time on social media, in the media, whatever. By October, that show is already irrelevant because another show has taken its spot and it's already been binged and consumed by everyone who wants to consume it. And then by November, another show has taken that spot. You don't have the progression where 
everyone's waiting each week for an episode. Back in the day, we had the 22 episode long seasons. Now seasons are maybe 10 episodes if you're lucky. So we don't have that longevity where the show, the popularity of the show particularly, can last for a long period of time. I think that's why a lot of shows are so short-lived, especially on Netflix or, or these other streaming services, because they don't have the longevity that shows that are meant to be consumed week by week have. I, in particular, I love watching week to week. I've gotten so <laughs> I've gotten so used to the concept of binging that, you know, I I, I do binge things. I, I, I hardly ever like watch things in, in a row. I hardly ever watch like a series uh, just straight on. I can't sit down and watch 10 episodes of a show in one day. I know people do that. I cannot. But <laughs> uh, I probably prefer the week by week. Um, I just think back to when I started as a kid watching like reality TV, Survivor, I would look forward to every Wednesday night and Wednesday would be my day because Survivor came on and I would look forward to Wednesdays because it's the middle of the week, it's Survivor Day. So I would look forward to that day in the week. Uh, same with like Big Brother, Thursdays, the evictions. Um, and so I would be so excited about that day now you don't get that hype. You don't get that anticipation looking forward to what's going to happen next. Who's what is the cliffhanger that's going to happen on this episode, whatever. Also, I think it has reworked the way that people write these shows because they know that they can hold the audience. They for a longer span of the season. Um, they don't have to worry about losing an audience week to week. They know that most likely if you watch one episode, you might watch episode two and three just because it's there. So they might not put a whole bunch of juicy stuff in episode one or two versus a week to week show where you might have some juicy stuff in episode one. So that way someone will remember to watch it a whole week later versus one of the shows that are streaming on and, and you're binging the show. You don't have to retain the audience's attention like that. You can have a more of a slow burn. You don't have to have all these cliffhangers. You might have a cliffhanger at the end of the season so it can retain their interest for the next season, but you don't have to have all of these cliffhangers episode to episode to episode. You can have more of a slow burn. That's why I think some of these more slow burn shows and limited series uh, have gone to streaming in, in the binging kind of way. That's and why they died these off, noise- though, too. Yeah. Right. All these noises. Also, is that Gibson? So- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can hear him all the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I agree. Say. But wait, wait. Really quick. Yeah. That is when you were just saying that's why they fall. But that's also why shows like just on normal TV or stuff like that that are episodic run far too long. Like, although I have loved it, Supernatural. <laughs> That show should have been dead years ago <laughs> and it's finally stopped. And like there have been series and shows that you know of that are just like you could have ended them for so long ago. But because they kept good ratings for certain networks, you know, they were held so much longer. But streaming, you can kind of base, you know, what the interest is of people and see if the show is really worth continuing going or not. Like with Stranger Things. It fell off, apparently, on the third... I don't watch it, but I, I'm highly aware of it. It fell off on the third season. That's what everybody said. Even the second season was not even really worth the watch. Now they're coming out with a fourth, and people are like, why? You're clearly aware that nobody's any longer binging this show. So, like, why are you trying to do it? And now they're trying to do, like, uh, season 4A to season 4B. So they're trying to almost do that episodic, but in, like, chunks now. And it's just showing that, like, they want the attention, but they're not able to get it. So they're trying to do that, you know, style. Well, I think it's, I think what it is, is that they're changing their approach because they're realizing that, like you saying, Jonathan, of like the binging aspect being, um, you know, that slow burn in the middle of the show. The problem is, is that when you do that, and this is this is proven. They, how many shows have come out on Netflix that came out and died immediately? Because it's like 
the problem is is that if you're if you're not a very skilled writer that slow burn can make people immediately just stop watching entirely because it's not like you know that's that is the one saving grace for most episodic content is that we don't know what's coming next week so for a lot of people it could be like ah well the show's not really good right now but the season's not over let me wait until we see you know where it's going you know week to week and that by, by that time you're already so invested right because that's like it's uh book of boba fett just got off on that essentially because people weren't really feeling the start of book of boba fett but then episode five came out which i which was just mandalorian season three in in this show but people enjoyed it so much that it was it reinvigorated that show on the back end uh, to make people actually interested to continue watching it. Um, or was it episode four? Either way, four or five. Um, but the but the point is, episode, being episodic saved that show, <laughs> to be quite honest, as far as ratings goes. You, but, but like, with the like movie, something... you just said you couldn't remember stuff. You just did that now. You do that. Like, people do no, that. They don't I mean, remember what sense, episode is which. I may not remember what episode, but I remember a lot of what happened in that show <laughs> as far as, like, actual, con- actual you know, events and that's the thing like i can't if you asked me what happened in umbrella academy season two i can't tell you Mm-mm, me neither. like to be quite honest outside of there's this one girl who ha- who can like her power she can have everyone else's powers and they were back in the 1960s past that like there's i maybe noticed some disparate things but if you asked me to give you like direct plot details couldn't tell you but i can tell you how like uh specific episodes of spongebob specific episodes of fresh <laughs> prince you know what i mean and it's because those those are those aren't those aren't fair comparisons because those explain a lot but those like type of shows like <laughs> shaped us as individuals so like they have those effects somebody going i hate it that i keep going back to friends but going back to friends somebody <laughs> actually called me recently chandler bing like a gen <laughs> z age person and I was like, I'm insulted, but I get it. And I don't like that. I understand what you're saying. And I don't like that. You're not wrong either. I understand. So it's like, those shows have shaped us like charm. That was a big influence on my life. So of course you're going to remember stuff like that, but you can't like be like, oh, you're going to remember specific things or specific episodes from like shows more modern day when you're watching like episodic. But my point is like, has any show you've been stick with stuck with you the same way as those shows in your adult life now versus any shows you've watched that like that you've watched that are episodic, whether they be old or not. Recently, I feel like what? Oh, sorry. (laughs) Recently, I feel like all over my, all over the, I know that was a a little bit of a, a, um, anyway, uh, uh, and we've reviewed it on the the podcast. I feel like Squid Game kind of broke a little bit of that mold in the sense that each episode was unique. And so you can remember the episodes a little more vividly. You can remember episode... I don't remember which episode it was, but it was the episode where they played... Um, uh, like the- Green Light? No, no. The episode where they played uh, the marbles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, um, and but but you know you, what that might be though. It might be because it's a foreign show. It's not. It's not hmm. you know Western writers writing it, so they don't have the same mindset that we do as far as like this is how I'm gonna write this show. Bojack Horseman. I know it sounds silly, but that show has stuck with me in my adult life. There were scenes and episodes that like hit me on a way personal level, and that has stuck with with me. Those are episodes I can recall, and it's a show I definitely like binged and waited for the next season to come out and everything like that. I mean, that was such a good show, and it hit some real areas that you didn't expect a horse character to hit. (laughs) And like, go ahead. uh, I was gonna say with the episodic the release. I also feel like, and we had touched on this last week as well, but you're able to digest it more. You're able to listen to other people's thoughts on it. It's that water cooler thing at work where it's like, did you see the last episode of blah, blah, blah last night? And people talk about it. And I feel like that's why 
Euphoria in particular is doing so well right now because it's blowing up. It's yes. everywhere. Like and, I, and, I mean, and I knew that, and, but it's, I don't, it's to I don't see think it is so crazy. It is. It's it's great. I keep. I don't think Euphoria is fair because that's actually just a good show in general. Well, that's, but that's true, but okay, it's but also it's unnecessarily show. any <laughs> show that's good is immediately going to hit the pop culture, whether episodic or binging or not. Right. If it's so a good show, like, it's, it's a good not, show. It's like, not fair to use that as an example. It is that's fair because like, Squid Game is, is a good sh- is a fair show, and that you could binge, and it's just and it blew up the pop culture zeitgeist too, just as much as Euphoria did. But so it's with like, you for, if it's a good show, it's just a good show in general. But have have we noticed that these shows that we're using as examples of good shows, they have a lot of shock value. And with Euphoria, mm-hmm. there's a lot of shock value. Something happens every single episode, which is why you're able to talk about it the next day with your friends, your coworkers, with people online. I listen to reviews on YouTube, people talking about the show, podcasts like we do for uh shows so i think with that i'm able to consume it more if euphoria just released all at once it would be much harder as it is to talk about shows the whole season we we do it on the podcast we we try to talk about a whole series uh in one episode and it's kind of hard which is why we like run long sometimes (laughs) because we're trying to talk about 10 hours sometimes or however long of of an entire show Mm-hmm. Whereas with the epics episodic, you're able to break it down and digest every single piece of the show. I'm still just more for binging just because of the attention span I'm aware that I have. Episodic, I will lose interest. I will forget. And even though I re- <clears throat> like Good Place, I, I love that show with um Kristen Bell. It was mm-hmm. a show that hit me, again, on many levels. But when they went on that little, you know, hiatus in that middle of like winter break, I'd forget that it came back and I forget <laughs> to watch it. And I forget week after week until it's like, oh, I'm behind five episodes. Same thing <laughs> happened with Gems- uh, Righteous Gemstone. I left myself open. I'm stupid. I left myself <laughs> open for that one too. And like a lot of shows that I've watched, I end up falling off because I'm waiting for the next episode to come. And even if it's good, even if it's like something that can hook me really well, again, like Good Place, that was such a good show. That was a show that, uh, again, hit me on so many levels. And I recommend people watching it. Um, I ended up just dropping it for a while just because I was distracted by a show I could just watch and absorb. Mm-hmm. For me, it's the long, long-term long absorption is like, I need to see it now or I will forget about it and just move on to the next thing, which is why I don't date. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I here's the thing, though. I think, and this is because I think it's, when it comes to, you know, that aspect of it, I think that... Episodic or binging, either or, like there's, you know, there's pros and cons to both. But at the same time, there is something to be said because all these streaming services are now going back to episodic. And I think it's because they, even they realize like, it's just too much. It's hard to do Um, as far as like releasing bingeable content because it's either people don't talk about it because that's the thing it's like with streaming especially it's hard to gauge whether or not people are engaging with your show because it's very dependent on reactions as opposed to uh with television you know the ratings is easy to easy to calculate streaming it's probably a little more complicated because it's like yeah people could be you know the numbers could be up because it just came out and so everyone's talking about it but then when the numbers are down they're down and, and like, and that's more than that could be because people aren't into the show. That could just be because something else came out at the same time. You know I mean? Like entertainment's kind of in this weird loosey goosey place right now with the addition of streaming versus movie theaters versus TV. It's like this third other entity. Um, and so it's like, you see them, like they're still experimenting. I think, uh, Arcane especially was like Netflix's first attempt to really experiment and see what happens. Because Arcane was released three episodes at a time. Now, granted, that fit the narrative structure of that show because it was like the first three episodes is Act 1, the second three episodes was Act 2, the last three were Act 3. So that was their actual reason <laughs> for releasing it that way. But it made it 
that much more exciting for people who were enjoying the show because it was like, okay, I watched the first three episodes. Ah, I got to wait for another three episodes. But you know what? Let me see what everybody else is thinking and let me talk about it. Let me share it with my friends. It gave people enough time to like spread the word, spread it out amongst the world and talk about it before the, in that week time, before we hit that next three batch of episodes coming, I think it was like Fridays or whatever. And, uh, Amazon Prime doing the same thing with Legend of Vox Machina. It released three episodes at a time. Um, HBO Max so just released- weird shows doing this, huh? Uh, well, Max. it's just HBO Max released- <laughs> Loops uh, fighting words. Infinity Train, like I think four or three or four episodes at a time. Uh, so it's yeah. like, you, first of all, you ain't going to insult Infinity Train, all right? Infinity <laughs> Train is the jam, all right? You want to talk oh, about working through depression and and loneliness and identity? Watch Infinity Train. <laughs> it's a great cartoon. Um, and epi episodes, like, I don't know, like 15, 20 minutes. So you can burn right through it. Um, hashtag bring back Infinity Train because it's canceled now. But um, Oh, yeah, that sounds like a great show. Uh, but like, watch Infinity Train. Watch the first episode of Infinity Train. I dare you. I double dare you. <laughs> Tell me you ain't double gonna watch the rest you. of the season, rest of the I'll, series. I'll watch it and let everybody know what I think. Honestly, <laughs> I'll do um, my own mini review. I get, um, I get what you're but saying, but I, that's also yeah. the formats of like how they're trying to create the show and present them. I mean, it, again, it's the same. It's the way they're trying to create the narrative for themselves. Like with Bel Air, they did the first three episodes, and now they're going episodic. Mm-hmm. That's why they made the first episode so long. They were trying to almost get out all the like narrative. This is who they are. These are the characters we're presenting you out of their way. And then they mo- move it to like smaller time frames of like 30 minutes. So like they're trying to also cram this at the beginning, give you this feel of like, these are who the characters are. You see them? Okay, good. And then they move on to the episodic episodes or they move on to the binge worthy part. So it's like, if, you're trying to just do this and kind of get away, get out all the like little, almost like the first season in one episode. Isn't that kind of like doing the binge worthy stuff, but they're just jamming it into like three episodes feeling of like one season. And then they're finally doing it the other way. I think that is their, their intention is to kind of have a a mid compromise of like, okay, we'll release at least the first three episodes in the beginning. And then we'll go to episodic just to like, Give those binge worthy, uh, those people who do binge shows like that same satisfaction of binging a whole show without actually being able to binge the whole show. Um, however, that is something we haven't really talked about, which is that time is now a new thing because for a lot of shows, it was like, okay, if it's network, you know, for a, sh- a fact, majority of that show is probably going to be 30 minutes, maybe an hour, but really 45 minutes, like with commercials. If it's cable, it's going to be just a straight hour, you know, stuff like The Sopranos and stuff like that. Um, well, now, cable. Huh? that was like, that was extra like cable. premium cable. Yeah, yeah premium, like, that premium was like premium cable. cable. Now it's like, there is no time limit. You can do what you want. Because we've watched how many shows, like uh, we reviewed on this podcast, where it's like every episode's a different time or this every episode's strictly an hour long or strictly 30 minutes like it's there's no limit and i think that's also the part two that we have to take into account because it's like binging a show where every episode's 30 minutes is not the same thing as binging a show that every episode's an hour it is like a different feel it's there's different information that you're taking in at one time and it may and it probably does make it a lot easier depending on that factor too Except for Chewing Gum on Netflix. Michaela Cole, Chewing Gum, it only had two <laughs> seasons. The episodes were 30 minutes long, and it only had six episodes per season. So it had 12 total episodes of 30 minutes, and it was a great show. Um, but they didn't make any more seasons after that. And I was super disappointed. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, because that's, that's another thing that also makes binging feel long. Is that every episode is like, because I remember like binging uh, the Marvel shows when they had the Marvel Netflix shows like Daredevil, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, all that stuff. And those seasons were 13 episodes each an hour long. That's 13 hours <laughs> to burn through of this show. And it it really didn't feel as, like the longest one was Iron Fist, but that's because the show was trash, not because, <laughs> not okay. because the... The, the season was long in general. 
Um, I've never seen a show where you can skip eight episodes and not be lost in a 13 episode season <laughs> <laughs> until Iron Fist came out. Um, but uh, regardless, like it's, that is a thing too. And that's why I say like there is pros and cons to it. Cause it's like with the binging of like trying to binge a show that's like an hour long, it's rough. At the same time though, you look at something like a Game of Thrones season eight <laughs> and <laughs> it's like, it didn't matter that every episode was an hour long. Nothing was really happening. <laughs> oh my god, they were like mini movies by you know the end. I mean? So much. One one super super positive thing about binging for me at least, it's kind of a negative as well. But I'll start with the positive first. We always want to start with the positive. Is the fact that they're typically unless you Hulu Hulu, I'm looking at you, or Peacock Peacock, I'm looking at you. I think I've gotten them out the way. Is there? There's no commercials. The fact oh, that there's Paramount no Plus. commercials. Got to throw Paramount Plus in oh, there. Oh, Paramount Plus. I'm looking at you too. <laughs> Drive me crazy with I'm that. Looking- I'm trying to watch my Ink Master, and I can't because it keeps getting stopped by commercials. <laughs> uh, Ink Master made me fear people doing lines on me now. For <laughs> real. Go on, go on. For real. <laughs> Dude, this but, is why I have such a hard time fitting an artist. I'm sorry. Go go. No, go ahead. No, but with HBO Max, with Netflix. <laughs> with um, some of the other ones, the fact that there are no commercials is amazing for me because I don't like sitting through commercials. I like to know that when I sit down for 44 to an hour minute show, that it's mm-hmm. actually going to be 44 minutes and not 55 with the commercials added in. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact where the, the thing where there go, that goes wrong is the the fact that i don't know like if say i'm eating and um i finish my food or or i'm like eating something and then like i want some dessert or something i don't know when to grab my dessert because i have to pause in the middle of when something is happening (laughs) and go grab my dessert or just sit there until the show is over. Commercials are a break, not only for the show, but for the audience. So in a sense, they're they're good in that way. You can, you know, take a bathroom break and you don't, you don't, you don't feel like you're missing anything, or you're not pausing at a at a crucial moment where you take yourself out of the action and then you have to pause and then you have to put yourself back into the action. So you don't have to worry about that with commercials. So that's, I would the, say, that's though, the positive of commercials. The negative to that though is that it's like you don't know how long you might be in that bathroom. I don't know. You might walk in there thinking you just got to do number one. Next thing you know, you slip on the bathroom towels, a little wet on the floor or something. Then you hurt your head, hurt yourself, fall on the floor. You got to recover. Take then your show is a little shot. got like, yeah, actually, have you, do you not pick up your towel? <laughs> just pick up your I'm towel. Saying, anything could happen where you could end up missing parts of your show too. And you got to go back and rewind I mean, anyway. That happens to me without commercials. I'll look away <laughs> or I'll look down at my phone. I'll get up to grab something. Next thing I know, I'm doing dishes. And we're like, oh, shit, I was supposed to be watching the show. <laughs> Which there was something I recently watched that I was trying to get into that I had to keep rewinding um, over and over. It was a show I can't even recall. It was kind of boring. A friend tried to be like, hey, you should watch this. You'll really like it. <laughs> I did not, apparently. <laughs> apparently, I couldn't even like finish the episodes. Um, and I ended up kept getting up because I was bored and I like kept doing it. And then I'm like, okay, I know something interesting happens here but my brain won't hold on to it. So, I mean, whether you bash your head open, you can still rewind the episode, but you will have to deal with the commercials again, which might lead you to go to the bathroom again. Oh, I thought you were going to say, if you bash your head open, you will have to deal with the hospital, Uh, but then you can go back to your show. I don't know. I've hit my head pretty hard and bled. You're fine. Um, I know a lot has been explained right now, hasn't it? Um, I just, uh... Yeah, I, I I will say to say some negatives too episodic though. Um I will say it the biggest problem with episodic is that the show has to be good. That's the thing. Cause it's like if the show like especially when it comes to um I remember Stephen Amell, who was on uh, Arrow, said something that is very true. And I and I've had to deal with this in trying to write my own TV pilots and putting them in the script competitions and everything else, which is that your your episodic show is only is its success really does hinge on those first two episodes because the first one just to get people's attention let them know what the show's about and they give them a feel of it and then the second one is the 
indicator on whether or not people are actually going to watch your show. Because anybody can be trained to watch a pilot. And this, this is what Stephen Amell said. Like anybody can be trained to watch a pilot. Because, you know, if you have a great commercial, people watch you the think. first episode. But then after you watch the after you watch the pilot, the real test of if the show's successful is if anybody comes back to watch the second episode. Because that means they actually are invested to watch the rest of it. And with binging, you don't have to worry about that. Because even if the second episode fails or the third episode fails, for a lot of people, it's, well, I mean... I can just watch the rest though. Like I can, I could, or I could slow down and take my time or I could find somebody to watch it with me and continue watching the rest of the show, regardless of the quality of the show. Well, that's just for the beginning of a series though. If you have established a fan base for season one, your show's getting picked up for the next 10 years. Well, that's what I'm Most saying. Likely. I'm like, if the season one succeeds. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Young Sheldon got picked up through season seven. They're on season five, I think, right now. So they're picked up for the next two to three years, at least. Um, there's also- I still can't stand Big Bang Theory being, but I can't, can't stop watching all these highlight videos that keep popping up in my YouTube recommended feed. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a new show on ABC called Abbott Elementary, and it's pretty much like The Office, but takes place in an elementary school. It is hilarious. Quinta Brunson, uh, from, oh yeah, Sophia from Buzzfeed. From, yes, she was she she um got she worked uh, at Buzzfeed, and now and then she did a Black Lady Sketch Show, and now she has her own show on ABC called Abbott Elementary, and the show is hilarious. And that show, it started with like, I think an okay audience. I don't think it is super great in the in the pilot because they did like a sneak preview before the season aired. Mm-hmm. They said that the ratings for the pilot episode quadrupled um, over time. And now they just had a, a, an article that was released this week that said that ratings for Abbott Elementary have surpassed Modern Family. So Abbott Elementary will be on for mark my words at least five seasons. (laughs) So with that being said, they have been able to kind of grow their audience over time. The thing that you get with episode with week to week is that you're able to have a longer lasting relationship with your audience. You're able to grow your audience over time, which I think Abbott Elementary will do. Anyone who's listening to this right now, watch Abbott Elementary. It's a good show. Uh, I will say the other thing hurting, I think hurting binging, and it's only in, it's my thought pattern on this is that the more bingeable content that you put out, unless it's like a plus stellar, you know, like, like really, really good. Most people forget about the show after a while, even if it's still coming out, because I'm thinking about like, I'm thinking about shows like, uh, like Ozarks. And uh, even Stranger Things to a degree and Orange is the New Black, like all these Netflix shows that when they started, they were considered like top tier binge level worthy shows. And they were and they probably still are. But because they released the whole season back to back uh, or uh, released the whole season at one time, the sense of urgency isn't there. Why should I have to bother like immediately watching this show? Unless you're like a super fan. If you're like a super fan, you're going to watch it regardless. But if you're not, if you're just a person who's like, oh yeah, it is a good show and you watched it. Unless you're a hardcore fan, the day it comes out, you probably won't watch it. If you watch it at all. Any of it. Because what's the rush? The whole season's out. I'm not missing anything. Yeah, but episodic episodes do that when they create new shows. Like when... With the arrow, they created the flash, and you know, they had him guest star on the flash, uh, Stephen ML. ML, yeah, oh. Stephen ML. I think it's ML, ML, ML. Um, they had him guest guest star on the first episode, which which left you with this anticipation of, oh, he's gonna come back again, of course, he's gonna come back again, and that's how that whole DC universe grew. It was just yeah, that anticipation of, yeah, it was just that whole, oh, they are gonna appear, just that you know, crossover feeling. So they get their anticipation in other ways, even if the show is not good anymore. And I ended up, I I loved Arrows, one of the like first people to like watch it before I got like really big, mm-hmm. and I watched The Flash. Super excited for that. 
and I used to love Legends of Tomorrow. I love Legends of Tomorrow by season three because I don't think anybody at CW was watching what they were doing over there. Because that show made <laughs> they even that watching show that was just show. nobody was nobody was paying attention to Legends of Tomorrow. They got chaotic. There was like a giant blue teddy bear won against the dragon. It was really <laughs> nobody was paying attention to them. But it was just knowing that they may cross over with the Flash and the Arrow and that whole funny situation that kept me kind of attached for a little while. Even though I stopped really watching The Flash. I stopped really watching The Arrow. I stopped watching all these other shows and kind of just stuck with Legends of Tomorrow. And eventually I fell off of that because it was like, oh, you know, we already know when they're going to meet up. I can always just watch the meetup episode. They always wrap up with each other like, oh, this is what I've been doing. This is what's going on with me. And just so like that as well. So you have that. That's what I mean. Like those are events. But even, even still, those are events. Those are like epic moments. I'm talking about this, the show day to day. Just the normal, average, hey, new season of this show's coming out. Anything special? No, but it's a new season. And well, it's like- the same with like, you could say about episodic shows. What's I, exciting about this season? I would say you that the, the thing about episodic shows though, about the anticipation is at the very least, people will tune in to the first episode because it's only going to come out one time. Or, in the, or, or rather, the premiere is going to come out one time. After it's out, it's out. And even then, you only have the one episode. So even if you can't watch the whole, didn't watch it the day it came out, especially, and I'm referring to mostly like streaming services, stuff like when Peacemaker came out or um, Boba Fett, you know, those shows came out with one episode, but you at least have a whole week to get those folks that would give that show a chance or would watch that type of content to watch it and feel like they don't have to watch a whole season to catch up. They don't feel like they have to watch like six or seven plus hours of content to feel like they can be a part of the conversation. It's only one episode. So it's easier to digest and say, oh, well, you know, I got some free time. All right, like whatever. And even so that way, even if new seasons come out, it'll be a lot easier in people's minds, I mean, to not to not feel like they have to dedicate so much time to watching this one show when a new season comes out because it's only ever releasing one episode at a time. It's easy to digest. Versus when you hear another Stranger Things is coming out, even if you're a fan or not a fan, given like the binge culture right now, in your mind, you're thinking to yourself, oh, well, that's a whole 13 or 10 or 12 episodes I got to watch now. And it's like, no, one episode. Here you go. I feel like... Go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, with the weekly releases, it's much more you feel like this is for me personally i feel not alone in my watching experience because everybody's watching something at the exact same time that i'm watching it you know this is when things air live on tv not when it's just a week is released on netflix or whatever I feel like I'm a part of it. I can live react. Granted, I'm on the West Coast. We're on the West Coast, so we get things three hours after the East Coast anyways. No, before. No, we get them after. No, after. Because it's already seven over there premiering, and we're it's only four o'clock here. No, East Coast, it's, it's three hours behind us. Like, it's right now, it's seven here. It's like, at the time of this recording, it's like 10 o'clock there. Right, exactly. so it's so already premiered it before us. No, it comes out. The I'm saying, like for example, Euphoria comes out. Uh, nine, no, 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 nine no. We're not talking East about, talking about just like regular TV. <laughs> yes, regular like, TV. If something comes on at eight seven Central, it comes on at eight on the East Coast before it comes out at eight on the West Coast. You know, I know what you're saying with oh, Euphoria. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you now. <laughs> I got all right, you. we're all there. We're all there. Go on. I know what you're saying with Euphoria, though, because we get it at six, or at six while they get it at nine. Right. That's what I would right. meant. But yes, okay. I see what you mean. Right. <laughs> okay, we're on the same page. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like in, in that sense, with the live television viewing experience, I feel like I'm watching something and I'm a part of this community, I can live tweet and I don't have to worry about spoilers. With the binging situation, and I do enjoy binging. I feel I don't want to say that I'm harping on it this entire time, but with the binging situation, I'm going to harp on it a little more. Um, with the <laughs> binging situation, uh, I feel like by the time it releases at midnight on whatever day it comes out, 
Somebody has magically already watched the entire series, it's and I'm true. already behind. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. How does that happen? Not only that, but and then clips are on YouTube already uh, from like yes. later episode. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I feel like I'm already behind, and I could watch it the day it comes out, but it's already I'm already behind in the situation. People have already reviewed it. It feels like before it even comes out, people have already reviewed it. There's reviewers who are who are giving their thoughts on it. It doesn't it feels like the magic of watching it at the same time and getting those surprises um on on TV at the same time are are no longer there with with binging. That's like both of you have very fair point. Jerome, I will say with you, I think you need people who are a little calmer. They they don't need to binge, all right? They just want to. They don't need to have to watch the show. You got you got to calm your friends down. Whoever whoever who was ever have, like you do, I'm just saying. I have some I'm just like saying. some adi- uh, friends with calm bad down. addictive habits. All right, they <laughs> watch the whole thing. Still, and I'm just like, like you could just not. I mean, it's, it's not throw like, some ice water on like them. There's, there's Take care a of that in your head. Like, hey, you gonna watch all the damn right, which is what right I'm now, saying. God dang it. <laughs> right, which is exactly what I'm saying. Is like <laughs> I enjoy binging because I can watch it like on my own time. Sometimes I just mm-hmm. like keep going through episodes and like coming that. I don't need to watch the 13 hours right there and then. <laughs> but it's, like, good to have this, like, consistency with the show. And I get what you're saying, Jonathan, about, like, the community and being able to, like, live tweet stuff. Because, you know, that's something... You, it's almost like enjoying watching it with people around you, especially during this time in the pandemic. We're still so separate. And we're, we're, a lot, we're relying on social media to stay connected. That being said, I just... <sighs> don't enjoy episodic because one i'm not patient two i lose interest (laughs) real quick that's my main standing point and three i feel like with episodic they also try what you guys were saying about the little cliffhangers at the end bringing you back every week i also feel like sometimes they're really unnecessary they make those cliffhangers and they force them into the show so you're like okay yeah you could have just answered it you had like 15 minutes things could have so been resolved in 15 minutes but sure, let's keep going around the circle so you can drag me back next week. <laughs> With binging, it's like, yeah, sometimes you don't get those cufflangers or the intensity of it, but you just get to enjoy the storyline almost like a book. I don't know if that's a boring way to put it, but it's almost like a book. You can have the whole book and you are in control. There are people who are like, I need to finish it. I need to finish it now. Again, you need to tell those people, calm down. <laughs> but it's like, I can have it and I can go back and I don't feel like... I'm interrupting the story when I go back and watch rewatch certain episodes because they weren't clear, like in the shadows. I binged it, even though it's going to be episodic when it comes back. Um, and I enjoyed it so much that like I genuinely just watched the whole series without realizing I got to the end. And like there's a lot I feel like with binging, if you really do enjoy it, you don't realize you got to the end mm-hmm. because you just flowed with the story so well. I didn't have my I didn't have to have force. The break wasn't forced in and there was no like, oh my God, I could just be like, oh, I okay, let's go on to the next episode. I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this river down the stream, the swim down the river. I, <laughs> now, I will, I I will say, and I think the Marvel television shows are suffering from this, but even if they don't want to admit it, because um, they're releasing <laughs> their shows one episode a week. But I honestly think when they made the shows, they were written with the intention to be binged. And I only say that because I point to WandaVision in specific, <laughs> like specifically, because WandaVision. A Did lot they of people, release the three, the first three episodes? No, and then they released the first two. But when they gave it to reviewers to review early, they gave them the first three. Which is why all the buzz from all the reviewers coming out was like, we're loving the show. It's exciting. We can't wait to watch the rest of it. It's going to be awesome. And anybody who watched it when it came out, you know, the general public, they were like, I mean, it's it's good, but I, I don't know if I want to continue watching this. Because that third episode was the one that introduces the mystery. The first two are just a sitcom with Wanda and Vision in it. And that's the and But I think, honestly, if that show had been released as a binge, like as a full, the whole season, start to finish, people would have loved it way more than they did and they already love it now but i think people would have loved it like from the top without any question on if it was going to be good or not because it's very clearly written that way 
of you to kind of just jump from one episode to the next episode to the next episode. And I think that's the thing about binging that I think is a pro is that it's a format. It's it's not just a way to release your show. It's also a format, or at least it can be. Just depends on how you write the show. Because if you write a show around that concept and around that idea, you can do some really awesome stuff. And like, and to uh, your analogy, Alex, of it being like a book, I think those are the the best shows that are written to be binge do feel like that. They feel like you're watching separate chapters. And whether you watch them all at the same time or you watch them separately, it still like has that flow and constant narrative versus most, because anything that's written to be episodic really does feel that way. It feels like, all right, this week, here's this episode. This week, here's this episode. Um, versus binging content, it feels like a constant, like overarching story going from start to finish. And that's some of the fun stuff that can be done with binging too. So, you know. What about binging an episodic episode? Do you think it loses some of its like value that way? Cause like, again, within uh, what we do in the shadows is technically an episodic episode. That word's starting to not sound <laughs> real. Episode. An episodic, episodic show. Episode episodic show yeah. that's the correct way to phrase things <laughs> um i did end up binging it and like i said that show had such a good flow to it and it wasn't created for binging mm-hmm. but it had such a good flow that all of a sudden i was at the last episode really upset because i'm like well the ending upset me what happened <laughs> upset me in the show but like it was like i was already ready for what was to come next so there are like episodic shows that can be binged and they have that proper flow and I think there may be some binge-worthy shows, like almost like, like Squid Games. L- well, Lost. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I've out. heard a lot of people binging Lost in the last like ten years. Yeah, <laughs> I think Lost you have to out. binge because yeah. it's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like all of it's, it's out, so, so it's easier to consume. Um, but I will say, I, it, I think it can be done. It just depends on the writer. That's the biggest thing because it's like if the show's not. First of all, if the show's not well written. In general, it doesn't matter if it's been binged or episodic at all. It's just not going to be received well. But if a show's written written really well, you can still have an episodic show that at the end of it, you can binge and get the same satisfaction out of it. You might not get the same social satisfaction out of it in the sense of like being able to talk about it week to week and feeling like you can chime into each conversation because you know everybody might be at different places as far as the episodes they've seen. But as far as like watching the show your personal enjoyment out of the show you could probably get the same thing if you binge a show that's meant to be binged or meant to be episodic there's also been on netflix they've been doing kind of a hybrid situation especially with some of their reality tv where as opposed to they release the first three episodes like this is what iCarly did this is what bel-air did this is what wandavision yeah, kind of yeah. did like i said and arcane three two. episode batches they dropped those right <laughs> right, right like arcane or or yeah but let's or, let's focus on some good examples <laughs> you well, gotta I, keep, I, don't, you I don't know, stop this, this, I don't know if this example is gonna be any better okay, i know you know that the show is good don't do that don't have that evil smile you got <laughs> <laughs> Alex, your arcane. Alex, your arcane is my Malcolm and Marie, or my Malcolm and Marie is your arcane. No, 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 no. I stayed with my my grade for arcane from the beginning. Yours did no, like, yeah, yours no. just did a straight the whole season. There was no. literally a full on year we had that it just went down. No, in the sense that in the sense that it's the one that needs to be brought up every episode. I just bring up Arcane because like that, that is the episode. No, I'm just like, you just be out here trolling. I'm trying to help you. And you just but, keep hurting yourself. <laughs> the example that I was going to give <laughs> is The Circle on Netflix. They've been doing this thing where they release three. They release it in batches. So they release uh, three episodes per week for three weeks. And then the last week they release the finale. Mm-hmm. So it gives you just enough so that you can binge or it's it's actually four episodes a week um you can binge the show but it's not overwhelming and you don't have people out here spoiling crazy results and you can also get that week to week feel where you're looking forward to the next week what's going to happen in the next batch of episodes right 
Yeah, I think that is the future though, because everybody's doing that. Amazon Prime is doing that now, where they're dropping like batches of episodes. Netflix is starting. I mean, even with Stranger Things, didn't 4, they do that with Invincible? It. Oh no, uh, they did week to Invincible, week. Invincible, they did week to week. Um, but I'm sure with the new, the next season of Invincible, they might do that with Invincible too. I think th- I think that is where it's starting to become because more and more streaming services are doing that of dropping like here's a few episodes. Wait next week for another few episodes or wait next week for like, you know, the other half or something like that. Like, I mean, Netflix has already been doing the like half um, season thing. Uh, The first show to do that was The Get Down. And that came out like way back when they were like just starting to do more original content. So they're not new to that. But I think they're just like kind of experimenting with how to release more of their content now. Um, but I think I think more shows are slowly but surely getting away from the binge um, release schedule or like total binge rather of like, here's the whole season. Um, I don't know why, because I feel like binge shows are doing well, just as I, well as episodic ones in my mind. I think mind, so but... many people have been stuck inside. So people have been running through content so uh, much for the last two true. years that's that true. like you have to think about it. Shows from the 90s have come back. So strongly, like uh, the nanny. I've seen people watching that. I've seen people watching um, w- Wife Swap on TikTok. The, that um, show, by the way, is horrifying. Memory unlocked. Yeah, I've seen people watching these shows, being like, "Oh, this isn't okay," and I like will watch that TikTok with them and be like, "I remember laughing at this. Oh, this wasn't. This is not okay. I shouldn't be. La- I shouldn't have been watching this Here's as a child." Thing, remember, that you have to remember, remember all of it's fake anyway. So what's the matter? <laughs> no, I'm just talking about shows in general. I remember should not have been laughing that I was a child. Remember Super Oh, Nanny? yeah. I wanted to smack. I was a kid and I wanted to smack those kids. Mm-hmm. I still do. But Whether they was real or not, I want to smack them. But, uh, and this is this is my final thought But uh, as we wrap up here. But um, yeah, I think I think there is merit to both ways you in both ways you watch the show. Me personally, I do prefer the episodic format. But that being said, I don't, uh, I would never say that like binging is not a good way to consume shows or not uh, a good format to release your shows in. Um, I think it could be interesting. It can be as when, especially when it's done really well, um, it could be really great. It just depends on A, how many episodes you got, B, the content, and C, also like the person. You know, for some, some people, they, that's how they want to consume their content and it works for them for other people maybe not so much but at the end of the day like the important thing is that great content's coming out in a way that's new that's different that's revolutionary and allows people to tell great stories in new and different ways and i think at the end of it that's like the most important thing yeah what about you jonathan what what is your final thought on this i I like the the experience of both. They both have pros and cons. I grew up, you know, watching things week to week like we all did. Mm-hmm. Having that, uh, what's it called? Um, there's a word for it. Uh, event TV or something like that, where the, the, the TV that you're watching feels like an event when you watch it because you're in that one moment and you're watching it with everyone. Um, so I kind of hearken back to those times and those times are not dead and gone. It's just that the way we're watching TV is shifting a little bit and that's all right. Change is good sometimes. And I enjoy the experience of binging. Again, I can't watch an entire show in a day, but I can watch two episodes here maybe part of the third episode and then the next day i enjoy the fact that i can watch the next episode whenever i want it kind of takes the anticipation out of it and not in a bad way it's just that i'm not stressed about what's going to happen in the next episode because i know i can have it at the push of a button whenever I want it. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Here's what drives me so, crazy. You talking about part of a third episode, which you know, nah, we got to watch the whole thing. You can't stop in the middle of an episode. I will stop. I will stop sometimes. <laughs> I will stop. Crazy. You're, <laughs> yeah, you're okay. crazy. All right. That's a whole different thing. We got to come back to next week. 
That's going to be the start of next week's episode. What the hell can, how does Jonathan have this power to stop mid episode? But I can't, especially if you get me on Hulu and there's a commercial. Oh, I'm gone. Anyway, (laughs) go ahead, Alex. What is your commercial? Just took me out. Alex, what are your final thoughts? Um, well, as I've experienced binge worthy or episodic, I will get spoilers from anybody anyway. It's the internet age. Um, I no, I was talking from people. Oh, one of the things, and I still not letting it go. Um, one of the things you mentioned with the event thing, with the event TV, I remember having that experience with shows that I loved, but when it was shows I wanted to share with people, my mom and my sister talk during episodes, <laughs> and it used to drive me crazy. And I think that's one of the things I enjoy about binge watching. I can just watch them. And it's so funny now because when we do that, it's uh, Yasi, my sister's wife, does that now. She asks questions during the episode and I want to be like, shut up. But it's rude. I'm not going to do that. I like her. I'm not going to do that to her. But it, it's that experience of having to deal with that. It's like a big event. I'm ready to watch it. And then the constant interruption of the actual people during the event, it <laughs> takes me out. And then I'm like left with like, well, what did happen? See, I think I, I think I like. Sorry I, to interrupt. I think I think that's what I liked about that event TV when I would watch TV with like my family and my parents, and we would be talking at each other in the middle of the show. I would enjoy that, especially if someone said "Shh, be quiet." I would enjoy that part because it would make it more like, "Ooh, something's about to happen." No, I'm with so, Alex. I I grew up with a family no. that do the same thing. We're trying. I'm especially when it's a show I wanted to see, and everyone keeps asking me questions, especially comic book stuff with like who's that what's going on i don't want to answer questions right now you watching the same show i'm watching just pay attention oh <laughs> versus when, they, when i watch movies with them especially because i always loved horror film they would try to figure they would like think about the plot and they're like oh this is gonna happen i'm like i'm aware it's gonna happen it's like a cheesy horror film i know where they placed already all the jumpsuits you don't need to tell me what is going to happen I've already seen a show like this like a hundred times. I already know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. how the characters are going to end up. Just shut up and let me enjoy it. So like binging allows me to take control of that completely where I could watch it and tell people to shut up like, oh yeah, I haven't watched the next episode. Just shh. So I can shush them. But it's not an impolite way anymore. And it's just also binge watching feels like it's, I can go down again that like easy arc where I can have the flow of it. Instead of feeling like I'm being taken in and out, like going back and forth between like, okay, there was like three different plots in that one episode. Are the three plots going to continue or is only two of the plots going to continue or is it going to be a main focus of the one plot and suddenly the other two fell backward? You kind of get a more easy flow when it comes to like binge watching, Mm. which again, I have always enjoyed. Um, But I understand episodic. I do feel like there's something good to it when done right like the righteous gemstones i jump back to that show um they did have moments where it was clear flow and you could just watch from one episode to the next and then they had very good episodes where they did it right right at the end they were able to grasp you and be like hey you're gonna watch the next episode and it felt good and i think when it comes to binging an episodic or doing that mix of like the three episodes here and then episodic you have to be careful where you're placing those like gripping episodes because if you do it too early you're going to kind of flatten out at the end and be like oh that wasn't really worth it if you're putting all the all of it at the start and if you don't give enough to the viewers because nowadays because we're all streaming because because of the pandemic and everything like that you end up just being disappointed being like well i have the show i can watch maybe i can just fill up on this show kind of like a appetizer where i'm like oh i can i can take care of this show and then that show just gets lost in like translation and you just forget about it, which unfortunately happens with a lot of, you know, decent shows nowadays because it didn't give you what you wanted at the time. So, mm-hmm. so binge, I favor binging, but you know, each to their own. Yes. And with that being said, that is our discussion, our discussion, our discussion. See? On, you can't speak either. <laughs> Comment below. On, tell us what you prefer: binging and episode, yeah, prefer? episodic. Uh, what are the, your pros and cons? Because uh, we're quickly trying. And to, how would they reach us, Jerome? Yeah, uh, quickly get out of here. Socials, Alex, go. <laughs> you, you can find me at Alex and Nobody on Instagram. I don't really go on Facebook, so find me on Instagram and also 
TikTok and I handled the TikTok account of the podcast where you can see little clips and everything of the show that I post weekly. Mm. my weekly. What about you, Jonathan? Where can say, we find Jonathan, you? Go. Yes, you can find <laughs> you can find me at Jonathan Keys on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you please. Jerome, go. All right, you catch me at not Jerome Red on Instagram as far also at RoboZoom Media and at Jerome underscore the underscore show. Also, <laughs> if you want to follow all of us, find out everything we're doing as far as content, uh, new videos, new podcasts, all that stuff. You can follow us at the first ones to die on all our social medias, including Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the good stuff. And if you want, give extra us five content, stars. That's right, give us five stars. If you want extra content you can find gaming videos blogs book reviews mini reviews for stuff we didn't have time to talk do a full podcast for you can find all that stuff at youtube at the first ones to die podcast go on up there see all types of extra content also we have all video versions of all the podcasts we filmed so if you want to see our beautiful faces go on over there and check that out as well next week we're talking euphoria it's getting good man (laughs) that last episode (laughs) with the eyes and the fog that's all I'm going to say without spoiling anything. Why? But just, I'm just going to tell you now, I'm I'm worried. <laughs> I am very worried. That episode may end up being a little longer. Also, for our book cast, uh, look out for me and Jonathan talking about Vlad. And then I'm doing a mini review with Jerome of Peacemaker. Yep. So mm-hmm. I'm going to so be... lots of stuff coming down the pipeline. And then also look and out for... And we might uh, also be doing... I was going to say a mini review of Legend of Vox Machina as well, coming from yours truly. So that's also coming soon, too. Okay, I said I was gonna say, and we might also be doing, we might also be dipping into the Big Brother Canada as well. Oh, that's right. So if to, I'll say it real quickly, we're still within five minutes. Um, so, <laughs> so our guest from last year, Kyle Moore, we talked about it on the episode that he was confused for another person who got cast on Big Brother Canada last year. Well. He was said that he was going to audition and he got cast on Big Brother Canada, the upcoming season. So that's very exciting. We're going to root him on. We're very proud of him. And we are going to watch the first few episodes and do probably a mini review, me and Jonathan, because Jerome doesn't want to bother with Big Brother. But I am proud of Kyle and I just might not do have this. time to be quite honest. Sure, sure. It's because you didn't get to beat him. That's why. Okay. He's a very lovely man. Um, so I yeah, more episode. He sounded coming. like a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, nice. All right, take care, everybody. <laughs> Have a good night. Right, bye. bye. That was a weird sign off. That was a weird ending, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye.